guys, so today I have a brilliant improviser in the Chicago community. He's a friend, a movie enthusiast, what? <laughs> it can't be true. It is true. Um, never before have I met someone who enjoys shitty films quite as much as I do. So for today's episode, um, having him on was an absolute no-brainer. Please welcome Caleb George. I'm excited to be here. Oh my God, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And listeners, um, for those of you who listened to my episode with Clayton, my raven-haired best friend, this is her boyfriend. Yes, yes, we live together. And, and I'm sort of like the Kimmy Gibbler. Yeah, 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 you come over uninvited. <laughs> Eat your food, <laughs> yep. drink your drink. We can't get you to leave. Yeah. Well, <laughs> You're practically a member of the family. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. you have an adorable dog, so uh, what yeah. am I supposed to he do? He keeps people there for a long period of time. That actually is sort of topical because this movie is about someone coming uninvited. Mm -hmm. So we're he also has an adorable dog. True <laughs> parallels. So we're recapping the cinematic gem that is the movie Knock Knock, mm -hmm. starring Keanu Reeves and a couple other girls. Cool, cool breeze, Reeves. Cool breeze, Reeves. Yep. Um, you can watch it, you guys, right now on Prime or Hulu. So is if, it on Hulu too? Yeah, that's where I watch it. I so. Watch it on Prime. If you guys are super excited about what we bring to the table today, please give it a watch and uh, feel free to email me at browneyedunicorn.gmail.com and let me know what you think. <laughs> Steering you in the right direction here. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and apologize for that. Yeah, in it's advance. A, it's, a, it's, it's crazy, though. It's, it's a ride. It is. I don't recommend watching it alone because you kind of want to make fun of it yeah, with absolutely. like in the company of a pal. I watched it by myself and then I watched it with Clayton and it's way better with See, Clayton. I watched it by myself and I watched it by myself. And <laughs> it sucked both times. Yeah, I was yeah. like, all right, this is wearing on yeah. me. Um, I guess before we get into the recap, um, I do feel like we both really love movies and we appreciate the quality of like a bad movie. Yeah, yeah. What are some of your favorite like bad movies that you genuinely enjoy? Oh gosh, that's a good question. Um, I just... Uh, What's fresh in my brain is I just watched Insidious, The Last Key, in okay. theaters. Oh, that's the one where there's that, like, like this this most recent one. Yes. Okay. Which is like, it's my family's house. Yes. Okay. I, I've never, I haven't seen any of the, the Insidiouses. Really? That's yeah. a shocker but I've heard me. the first one's really good. It is really scary. And the second one even is pretty creepy. Yeah. I should have That lady those. is creepy. That lady is creepy. Yeah. But she's like the focal point of this movie. Yeah. So it, she's less creepy. Mm -hmm. uh, but I did not know what was going on and I hated every second of it. Um, but as far as like bad movies that I really adore that others don't, oh man, that's, I don't know if Tremors counts as that. As Maybe, I, possibly. Tremors is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm -hmm. and a lot of people consider it like the greatest one of the greatest beat movies of all time. So mm -hmm. that's always been a favorite of mine, and I know that like that film by heart. Um, as far as like other bad movies, I don't know. What are some of yours? Maybe I really like the movie Grind, starring Adam Brody and like some other like white boys from the early two thousands. Oh yeah. Yeah, where they're like skateboarders and they're like on the road. It's kind of like Detroit Rock City, but like with skateboarding and no Is it kiss. Kind of like the movie Brink. Yeah, Brink, like Disney like movie? Brink, but like a dirty, more adult version. Like think like Eurotrip meets Brink. Oh, okay. Oh, I have it on DVD. I believe you do. <laughs> uh, uh, I will say this: I always loved Saving Silverman growing up, and I think that looking. Back I've never that, seen that movie. It's not a good movie. I recently watched it. It was like mm -hmm. this is not a good movie, but it definitely catered to my like adolescence. Totally. And that like kind of. 13-year-old sense of humor. And yeah. I just recently watched Deuce Bigelow and Male Gigolo. And that's, that's a terrible movie. That's bad. That, like, oh, Master of Disguise I loved as a child. Oh, yeah. Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt, yeah. Loved that movie. Yeah. I have, like, a weird thing for David Spade that I don't really enjoy discussing. What kind of a weird thing for David Spade? Sometimes I have a crush on him, not in Joe Dirt. He dates, like, supermodels. But in the movie Lost and Found... 
where there's like a dog and he's like oh, neighbors yeah. with that like hot European woman. I really don't remember anything else about the plot. It's like a 90s movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had like a weird crush on David Spade in that. It doesn't surprise me. He like dates like supermodels. That makes me feel better. Like he has really high taste in women. So he must have like charisma. Dickie Roberts has got <laughs> charisma. <laughs> and then this just becomes a podcast about uh, David Spade and all of his works. Hey, you got to find a voice eventually. That's true. <laughs> um, how did you stumble upon Knock Knock? Because I watched it first and I asked you if you had seen it. And you're like, actually, that was on my queue already. Yeah, I I saw a trailer for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw a movie called The Monster, mm-hmm. and there was a trailer for it. And I was like, that looks interesting. And I like Eli Roth. Yeah. Although he's really starting to wear me down. Okay, wait, director. can you name what else he's done? Because I know his name and I don't know his body yeah, He's famous for Hostel. That okay. was his first big movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did like The Green Inferno, if that's uh-huh. his most like recent movie. Death Wish is coming out in March and that's also Eli Roth. Okay. So he's kind of known for being like a horror porn. Like, okay. How grotesque can you get? Uh-huh. Um, so this is a little bit more subtle for him in terms of it's more of a psychological thriller. Right. At least an attempt to be. Yeah. Um, feeble attempt. Right. Like a Tommy Wiseau attempt. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he kind of does a lot more of horror. Um, and he's always been kind of like an in-your-face director in terms of how he directs. Uh-huh. So like the movie itself I thought was like not poorly shot. Right. Um, but it just like the content and the script and the acting. Trash. Yeah, I stumbled across it because I love steamy thrillers. That's like my favorite genre of movie, and I like like the good ones, like right. like Fatal Attraction or like sure. Single White Female, like the classics. And I like some of the less ones, like Swim Fan. Like so I, I love Swim, Swim Fan. Fan. Yeah. I also love the one with Beyonce Obsessed. Yes, that's like a lull. Yes, and the was one it with Jennifer. Uh, uh, that was the one that just came out. That was oh like yeah, Catherine Heigl and yes, I haven't seen that one yet, but I, I can't either, wait. But like even that like intrigued me. I was like, that looks like an awful movie, but like. And I hate to be that girl. It's like I just love laughing at these. Crazy storylines because it's such a classic formula where like they gaslight this woman who like clearly has mental issues and makes the guy into like this like you know victim when I'm like but you fucked like you fucked around on your wife. You know a fun fact about me? Was in a movie like that. Really? Yeah. When college? Uh, yeah, it was in college. Really? It's called Playing House. Is it online? I don't know if it's online. Um, I have to see. My family gives me the DVD every year for Christmas because they they like troll you. Yeah, that's hilarious. Ridiculous movie. The guy that wrote it. It also wrote the new Winchester film. Uh huh. And so he's kind of a guy. He like wrote it and directed it, but it is like, it's Hand That Rocks the Cradle. It's like obsessed. It's all those movies you mentioned in terms of like, it's a house invasion. Mm-hmm. It's a subtle house invasion. And this woman like rents out their, their apartment. And then she slowly kind of tricks the guy and this husband into like sleeping with her. And he's like, but I'm a nice guy. Exactly. <laughs> so it's your fault. You seduced me. Yeah. And it, it's awful. It's a terrible, terrible film. And oh. I really regret being in it. I can't wait to see it someday. But I played a gay restaurant member. Oh, amazing. So you yeah. weren't even the trifling husband. No, I actually didn't really like my part. Yeah. It was like... You're like, I was the most, um, like, redeemable character in the entire... Because I get to come in, I get to be like, you're... Because the wife is like a chef. So I'm like, you're great. I love you. I want to hire you for my new restaurant I'm opening. And then that's it. And I'm done. You're a star. That's uh, incredible. I don't know. It didn't launch me anywhere. Well... You know, you just need to show it to enough people. And That's it. I need to get it out. Yeah, you just get out there. Push it. Again, Tommy Wiseau. Know what you want and just push it upon people. So should we just start tackling this Let's beast? Let's do it. Let's do it. So the movie begins. We're panning through the Hollywood Hills. Like, we're in this beautiful house. Yeah. With weirdly, like, generic, like, family photos that would, like, come in the picture frames that you buy at the store. The house is loaded with just pictures of themselves. It's Yeah, They're it's like Paris Hilton's house. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, no one has pictures. Or, like, like Vanderpump Rules. Like, Sheena has photos of those, like, herself in her right. house. But, like, no one has, like, a three foot by four foot blown up photo all, all over. over it's not just one. It's, right. like, 12. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's it's almost as if they're compensating for, like, we are a happy family. See how happy we are? That's how that works. Exactly. You know. <laughs> Um, yeah, I wrote in caps, weird family photos where Keanu is holding a dog with a douchey smile, <laughs> which is like... But that monkey was the best actor in the whole film. Oh, I, I, I think I made that note too. I was yeah. like, presumably the best actor yeah, in the monkey, film. Yeah, monkey, the dog's name is Monkey. He's a little he's Frenchy. So adorable. So cute, little black French bulldog puppy. I would take my family photo with my dog. Oh, for sure. For I think sure. I would leave the annoying kids out of it and just take a series of glamour shots with Monkey if I were Keanu. Oh, yeah. And his hair matched the dog's fur, so oh, that was yeah. a really striking image to me. That monkey plays you up in any picture. So much symbolism. <laughs> um, so we cut to, like, mom and dad, Keanu and the wife, are, like, fooling around in the morning, mm-hmm. and they're, like, so in love. Do you, Where do you think the mom is supposed to be from? Polish, I would have guessed. But then she started speaking Spanish, oh, so I'm no, like, is she... Yeah, she's from Spain. Spanish? I think they mention it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I think he mentions it later. All right, I couldn't remember if it... Oh, yeah, but they don't speak Spanish in Brazil. Because Belle, the blonde... Yeah, no Spanish. No Spanish. Um, and she says something like, oh, I, my wife's from Spain, and then she speaks Spanish to him, and then he poorly speaks Spanish. Right, him. they, like, bond over that right. later. Right, right. Um, so, yeah. So, I think Spain. Great. So, he has, like, this hot European wife, right. and they're, like, fooling around, and she's like, I want you to cut your hair. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> That's, like... The first dialogue in the entire movie, which really sets the tone for like what this script is it's like. So god. But then we move to my favorite part. Are you about to bring out my favorite part? Possibly. You do it. Uh is this the monster part? Not quite. Well, the kids bust in and they go, Happy Father's Day, Daddy! Okay, well, you, At the ver- same time. Yeah. What were you gonna bring up? Uh just that, that these kids are like the hills have eyes, like inbred weirdness. Yeah, and there's this weird and there's this weird directing choice to make them say the same line at the same yeah, time yeah. over and over and over. Yeah. They're like, cake, cake, chocolate yeah. cake with sprinkles. Like they don't have a personality for themselves. No. Like, they're, they're just like, this is what a child does. Yeah. yeah. It's really odd. It's yeah. Really odd. Um they're and very then children of the corn Very children of the corn. They could turn on us at yeah, any minute. They could. Um, yeah. But that's not what kind of movie this is. Right. They throw the cake in his face, and now, yeah, the monster. This monster bit. First of all, Clayton was losing her goddamn mind. <laughs> I'm so mad I wasn't there. Oh, she was losing her mind. She And she, like, cringes at stuff like this. Like, if it's just awfully bad, she just, like, doesn't want to... Because I love, like, certain reality shows. Like, I love Nathan for you and things yeah. like that. She cringes at when things are so awful. Mm-hmm. And she just, like... I, she, the, the cover just went up over her face. She was like, I can't do this. Because he just is, like... <laughs> He's the worst with children. Oh my god, Don't so clumsy. Don't bring your children around Cool Breeze Reeves. Like, yeah. This guy is awful with kids. Like, he's just like, like just monster, I'm a monster. <laughs> it's he's like, monster chase kids. <laughs> and then he like kicks then, them out. Yeah, and then immediately turns around to like a horny monster. Of, like, monster wants to finish what we started. And he's like, monster sad. Mo- <laughs> it's... I'm like getting like hot because it's so uncomfortable it's to watch. So bad. Um, yeah, he's like so monster bad. made kids disappear, and he doesn't drop it while he propositions his wife for sex, and she's like tee hee hee. Yeah, and she's not weirdly turned off by it. No, she's not like fuck off. No. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, she's like, hey, don't talk to the kids the way you talk to me while you ask for sex. Yeah, <laughs> like where? How did no one in this movie be like? I don't know about this choice. Exactly. Can we like do a rewrite here? Because there probably wasn't a woman on set. I guarantee that, you that. Damn straight. Except there for wasn't. Eli Roth's wife, who was one of the fucking girls in the movie. He was. Genesis is Eli Roth's wife. No fucking. Yeah, way. I took a deep dive. I know nothing about his body no of work, but I know his way. spouse. 
And mm-hmm. she's got to be easily 15 years younger than him. Oh, for sure. Yeah, she's like 26 and he's like 40. I think she's 22 and he's 42. It's some like 20-year age gap. That's crazy. I know. Um, so the, the family's eating breakfast. And Lewis comes in, his uh, Keanu Reeves' assistant. I feel like we should just call him Keanu this is entire movie. Is it Keanu Reeves' assistant? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, his, his wife, Karen's assistant. He's like an art seller, right? Yeah. Is that how it works? Yeah, his, his wife, so Keanu's wife, Karen, who's from Spain, yeah. is an artist, and mm-hmm. her assistant, Lewis, is, like, coming, and she's about to leave for the weekend for this, like, exposition right. with the kids. Right. And he's, like, just, like, stopping in to pick up some art or something. He dropped off a bunch of books or something. It's something like that. I don't know. It was Unclear. Very convoluted. Yeah. Unclear. And he goes knock knock, and I'm like, oh zing! Oh, that's the title of the movie. Um, yeah, it was very. It, it feels if when I first watched it, I was like, this guy is gonna die later because he, all of this doesn't make sense within the context. Of we don't care about him. Yeah. we don't need him. He's he's a, an auxiliary character we don't care about, so he's going to die later to prove. The, the importance of the situation. Right? right. And the kids, of course, at the same time go, Hi, Lewis! Yeah. I, it really drives it's me really insane. Creepy. Oh, this is also really fucked up. So before they're about to leave town, uh, Keanu Reeves asks his son, Did you pack your gun? Did you pack the bomb? Yeah. Did you pack the cannon? Did you pack the chainsaw? What the fuck is this joke? I don't know. And I don't think they went on a plane because they drove off in a car. Right. So what's the joke? That there is no joke. <laughs> like it just sounds like he's asking his child, "Are you going to murder our family?" Right, later? right. Because they don't really go on a plane. So, no, like, they just what's like the pop in the, the car. In the, like they're just gonna. If he were bringing a chainsaw, he'd just pack it in the back of a car and right. then drive wherever they go. And also, the son's like nine years old, and he's yeah. like, "Huh, no." Yeah, it was a. Again, it's like Keanu Reeves should not be around children. No. Which is really sad. It's unsettling. Keanu Reeves' story. What? So Keanu Reeves' wife, they lost their child. Oh, no. Um, I think eight or nine months in or something like that. And so she suffered from postpartum depression. Did she, she die? <gasps> oh, poor Keanu. That, and then six months later, his sister died of cancer. Keanu. Yeah, he's been through the shit. Well, I'm not going to tag him in this podcast episode because I don't want to hurt him. I, like, really don't want to, like, come for Keanu. I sincerely like Keanu, and I think it's because he's had a tough life and he seems to be a really good dude. He's supposedly, like, the best person to work with, and that's why he's consistently worked for the last, like, 30 years. People like working with him. And he also doesn't have an ego. He's like, yes, I know this script is garbage, but I'm going to make this fucking money. I'm going to do this movie called Knock Knock. Yeah. And that'll be it. And he works hard as hell. You see it in his films. John Wick, the, the fight choreography is... I hear John Wick is great, and I've have never seen, seen it. it. Every guy friend I have is like, fucking John Wick, man. You should watch it. We have it. All right, great. Good it's to know. It's so good. That's what I hear, that it's the undeniably good. The fight scenes are incredible. All right. Maybe, the second one's even better. Then maybe he should stay in his lane, and instead of doing, like, The Lake House, like a Nicholas yes. Sparks-type movie, or, like, 100%. something like this, he should just do action. Because everyone loves The Matrix. Absolutely. Everyone loves John Wick. It's because it doesn't require you to be a good actor. But the time he puts in for, like, the fight scenes and the choreography, he'll put in that time. And he looks pretty in the outfits. he looks great. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks great. Yeah. It's all about the aesthetic, because when no one words come out of his mouth, it's it's a garbage. They're usually just cheesy one-liners being like, I think I made my point. He's not natural at all. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, All right, so, anyways... He's working. The family's gone. Oh, also, Lewis is like, we're going to have a party. And that's like the lull of it. Yeah. And then yeah. it's just. Yeah. He, it, the, Lewis says, I've got all the alcohol. So he basically tells the kids, like, we're going to have a rager. Yeah. And you're you, not invited. Exactly. Which, again, <laughs> it's like really odd to say to kids. Right. I don't know. Do you think anyone also involved in this movie was a woman and or a father? Because, like, 
Like, why? I mean, Eli Roth is not a father. There's no way his 22-year-old girlfriend has a kid. I don't know. At least a kid that's, like, self-aware. Right. Old enough to be spoken TBD to. and his previous choices and if he has a child right. or not. I didn't take that deep of a dive. Don't know about Lewis. Don't know about Lewis. <laughs> Let me ask you this. He's a diamond in the rough. Yeah. Do you think Lewis is gay? Oh, no. Okay. I think if he were, I wouldn't be shocked. But I don't have enough proof to say for sure. What makes you think he might be? So there's an odd line later that I don't get. (laughs) He says, the the ladies later hit on him. Mm -hmm. And he goes, you're barking up the wrong tree. And I'm Mm. like, oh, he's gay. But then he follows it up with, I'm from Oakland, ho. Yeah, and and I I know a couple ratchet, like ratchet bitches when I see him. And I was like, so you're, you, they shouldn't bark up this tree because you know how to talk to women who are... I thought it was like, I have standards, get the fuck away from me kind of thing. Oh, is that what it But was? we're getting ahead of ourselves. I know, I know, I know. We'll cover it later. Well, but, but I Lewis just want to ask a... you, for, upon first impression, do you think he's gay? No. 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 I also don't think anyone cared enough about writing the character of Lewis to no. give him such an interesting no. uh, thing to work off of. No. They were just like, this so is what an assistant right. behaves like. This right, is what a child right, behaves right. like. So it's a dreadful thunderstorm. Keanu is alone. He's listening to rock music and working very hard. He's an architect. He's, he zoomed in and out on a fucking blueprint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally, he's like, mm? like he's playing with like paint yeah. on like an old computer. <laughs> he did an autofill on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, like kid pics, mm-hmm. and he's like drinking wine, and his wife FaceTimes, and he's like, "All right, I love you," and she's yeah. like, "The house is so amazing, baby." <laughs> and uh, also, why do they? I guess like it's an art exposition, but like it's weird to me. The Father's Day plot point of, like, why would they go on a vacation on Father's Day and be like, we're going on a vacation and you can't come because he's like, I just have too much work to do. Yeah, it's odd. I, I wonder if it's just to further prove the point of, like, he's a dad. Yeah, exactly. I think like, that's just And he's a good dad. He's a good dad. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I don't think it's much deeper than that. I think it's just yeah. like they wanted to stress the point he's a dad. Yeah. And, and this will happen on Father's Day. Right, which makes it more loaded. Exactly. But it's such a cheap... It's such a cheap thing to do. Right. Like, and also, it's Father's Day. I'm like, right. this would have been fucked up either way, but right, you exactly. do you. It doesn't put more weight on it. Right. So he's just about to smoke weed, mm-hmm. presumably, and there's a... At the door! There you go. So this is title like... Title card. Right. So, <laughs> exactly. If we got the title card in, like, 30 minutes in the movie, I would have been like, bold choice and I respect it. Right. I know. I know. <laughs> At least that would have been the boldest choice that was made. Yeah. Like, an artistic choice. It would have been cool, actually. So... At the door are these two soggy girls. They're like, hee, 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 like we're lost. It's like how either a horror film or a porno starts. Take your pick. It's both. And this one's a little bit of both, actually. Yeah. And they're both like good looking, but so trashy, like overtly trashy young girls. And they're like, do you know where the Gregory's live? Because like we're going to a party there. And he's like, I don't know that name. And uh, the blonde one's like, and he like gives her a clinic. And they're like, you're so nice. This is really embarrassing. Yeah, and he, <clears throat> I don't know. It was, this whole interaction is so weird. The one thing I will say is, like, they do a good job at, like, slowly introducing them. Totally. It's not aggressive in terms of, like, you can kind of understand why he'd welcome them in. Right. Uh, but still, it's just fucking odd. And he should have just been like, wait out here. Let me get you a Here's the phone. Right. But they specifically had to use, like, uh, you know, uh, the a internet. A landline. Right. And exactly. the internet, but yeah. Because they had to come in. And it was one of those things where I would be like, nope, you know, you can stay out here. Right. But they're unassuming. He even says, like, I could beat you up. If, 
Yeah. And they're like, I don't know that you could. He. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they're like, can we use your computer? We have to get right. this address. Right. And they're like awkwardly giggling a lot. And they're like, oh my God, you have such a beautiful home. Is this your wife? Like, da 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 da. Yeah. Second they brought up my wife, if I were him, I'd be like, don't fucking talk about her. Don't look <laughs> at my family photos that are blown up on the wall. Ignore those, please. <laughs> you can't help it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and he has that weird line where he's like, I'm pretty sure I could take both of you. And then the little yeah. one's like, I'm not so sure. So, like, this is is this their attempt at being like, no, 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 I swear this is a feminist tale that we're right. telling. And I tried to, maybe I thought too deep into it, I tried to understand why their names were Belle and Genesis. Right. I also thought about that. Which I Belle, thought about it for all of 30 seconds, and then I was like, I'm tired. Yeah, Belle is beautiful, uh-huh. right? Um, in terms of that's what Belle means, right, yeah. in French. So it's like they're almost playing to, like, Maybe I'm digging too deep into this. She's obviously kind of the eye candy. Mm-hmm. There's moments where Genesis will leave and kind of, I feel, purposely leave her with with Keanu. Yeah. So that they kind of build that rapport. Yeah. She can kind of coax him and lure him a little bit. But Genesis, I'm like, why is the beginning? Like, yeah, she's like, you know, like the beginning of time. Yeah, and it's weird. And I'm like, what metaphor is that? I don't know. And I don't I, know. And then I just was like, yeah, there's no metaphor. Maybe she just represents the beginning of a man's indiscretions. Like, Maybe. he's never done it before until yeah. he meets her. That's and she, a good like, point. forces him into it. Maybe we just made this film artistic. Maybe we did. <laughs> we should be like, hey, Eli Roth, I'm pretty sure you didn't think of this, but we did. <laughs> um, he's like, I'm going to order you an Uber. It's 45 minutes away because they're, like, up in the hills and it's raining. And um, they're like, I know this is a weird question, but can we just, like, put our clothes in your dryer? And he's like, well... All right, I have extra robes. Which, like, are you a hotel? Yeah. And he just has these two plush, like, beautiful bathrobes. Like hotel robes. Yeah. And he's like, well, hold on. And he gives them these, like, fluffy towels. And he's, like, trying to be all nice. Yeah. But it's like the second they're like, can we take our clothes off? I'd be like, no. No. You sorry. can just sit there soggy. Yeah. Just sit over I, there. I honestly be like, here's a t shirt. Yeah. Want it. Here you go. Yeah. I'm not drying your clothes while you get naked. Yeah, weird. Weird. Um, and then he's like, let me fix your phone. Like, fun fact, if you put your phone in rice, it works again. And they're like, no way. Do you know what she says? Do you know what Belle says that no. made me laugh so hard? What? You're like a Mythbuster. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you do not watch Mythbusters. That's not how it works at all. Yeah, who wrote this script? It's not a fun fact. Like, they proved Myths wrong. He's just doing something. You're like, like a Mythbuster. You With you're her like accent. Mythbuster. Yeah. And then later he's a DJ and she goes, you're like Major Laser. <laughs> <laughs> She's a fucking icon, Bella's. <laughs> and also I think it's definitely on purpose that, like, She's presumably European too. Yes. And also blonde and like kind of, there's a lot of parallels between her and his wife. Right. Which is why I think he's attracted to her. And I think that's why Genesis constantly leaves him alone. Yeah. Totally. Because he knows that there's an attraction there. Yeah. And then there, so things start to escalate when he kind of like finds them alone, like jamming to his music because he's a DJ. So he has like a turntable and all these records yeah. and they're like jamming their robes. And then they're like, oh my God, you're alone for Father's Day. Oh no. And at the same time they go, hug. Yeah, it's so awkward. And they like hug him together it's in this so awkward. weird Keanu sandwich. And he keeps moving chairs like to avoid them. Right. Like he's doing his best. He's doing his best. You he know. still shouldn't have left them in, but he's doing his best. Right. You know, this construction's really going to fuck this up, so let's <laughs> that this that stuff. Is? I don't know. That's insane. Okay, that's enough. So, um, Keanu and Belle realize they both know Spanish. They're exchanging some, like, sexy Spanish words. Things get a little flirtier, and it's 20 minutes until the Uber is supposed to arrive. Yeah. Um, yeah, that Uber. That fucking I, no, Uber. I guess no one lives in this area. 
I don't Where know. The fuck are they? They're they're like I think they're in the Hollywood Hills because in the beginning there's like the Hollywood sign yeah. and then it's panning through like these like twirling hills and all these but, beautiful like, houses. Nobody lives in this neighborhood. Right. She even says it later. Nobody's she's, here. Yeah, she's like, no we one's home. We tried every house. I'm like, and I'm like, what are just It's Father's Day weekend? There, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> a mass exodus for Father's Day weekend where they right. go away, like it's Memorial Day or it's really Fourth weird. of July. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. Makes to me. no sense. Plot holes galore. Yeah, I know. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Um Oh, so they're asking about his wife, and they start talking about, like, threesomes. And I know this tactic, because when I've, like, wanted to go with a guy before, I'll just, like, casually incept, like, a sexual idea. Like, sure. well, you know, with people I've been with, tee hee hee. And it's, like, right, right. playful. But I'm like, I just incepted the idea of me having sex with you. And so right. it's like, you know what they're doing, clear as day. They're like, yes. threesomes are healthy. Monogamy isn't natural. Yes. However, I would venture to say, a guy being on the other side... I can get, I'll get those pickups and go, okay, I understand what you're doing there. As long as it's subtle. When it's as, as overt, yeah. then my alarms go off. And I'm like, this is not right. This right. is awkward. You, I don't want to talk about this with right. you. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather you slip it into a conversation and us go back to a normal conversation or like connect on a lot, a lot of different levels. But like those subtle things are like teases. Whereas right. when you're so overt as they are, like using terms like starfish and like yeah. talking about the threesomes, all the threesomes you had... To me, it's a trigger that now you're using your sexuality to like lure me, and that makes me think a like you're unstable because totally. you're, you're using this as a you're trying to get to my sexuality, which is not going to turn. And B, you might have some weird motive, right? And have some weird motive, especially because like in this context, these are complete strangers. He doesn't know them at exactly. All. So like for me, if I were in Keanu Reeves, I'd be like, this is a the warning. I gotta get. This. Out right, right now. Yeah. Um, and they're like, we're flight attendants. And then they do this weird little role play where they're like, buckle up. <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, at, this, at this point, the Uber's like five minutes away. And so you're like, how the <coughs> fuck are things going to take a dark turn in five minutes? But they do. Yeah, they do. So Genesis is like, I want to use the bathroom. Meanwhile, Belle is like dancing to this like sensual Spanish music. And she's like playing with her bathrobe. And she's like eating a chiclet. Is that what that was? I don't know. There's like some white thing that she's like chewing on. It's like Oh, she I remember this because Is it a chiclet? Like, it's like bubble gum. Like oh. she pulls out, she's sitting on the on the couch and she pulls out like those rolls of like bubble gum. Oh. And it was a really triggering moment for me because I'm like, ah, oh, your child. Yeah. Like I, I think you're purposely doing that. And like trying to tap into some weird pedophilic side exactly. of his brain. And, then, and, then, and it was a very purposeful a choice, I think, by Eli to be like, she could have just pulled out a stick of gum. Right. Right, a juicy fruit or whatever. Right. It wouldn't have been a big deal. Uh, a mento. Exactly. But the fact that she pulled out like this like this children's chewing gum. Right. Like when was the last in, time you had bubble tape? Eight years old. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was the 90s for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or drunken at like a 7-Eleven nostalgically right. buying it. Or you're like stoned and you're like, this will be really good right now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, that's true. There's definitely a lot of weird, like, child daddy issues, like, Hell stuff yeah. that's played out in this movie, but in a way that's, like, so not rooted in anything that yes. you're just like, I don't know, I don't know what you're trying to say to me as exactly. an audience member right exactly. now. Um, it's too much. It's unfocused. Yeah, it, like, beats you over the head, and it's totally unfocused. Yeah. Um, it gets better when Keanu takes out his DJ set, and he's like, and he, like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like he, I think it's like a friendly distraction for himself and he's like mixing music is like making a drink and it's so funny he's like wow, let me show you how good of a DJ right. and he's seamlessly like 
moves from one record to the other, and it's like, wow, you're a great fucking DJ. Yeah. You did the first thing that all DJs learn how to do. Right. Like, it's step like, one in how to be a DJ. Exactly. I was like, I'm not really impressed by that. But he, like, sets his headphones down, like, fuck yeah, Very it. satisfied <laughs> with himself that he's, like, seducing this young girl. Yeah. Well, and also, like, that's the thing. Do you think he DJed? I love how we're thinking about this movie more than anyone who made it did. Yeah. Do you think he DJed for her as, like, I'm going to distract myself because she looks really hot dancing right there? Or do you think she he did it to be, like, look how cool I am? I think it's a little of both. Yeah. I think, <clears throat> I mean, obviously they played, I think it's, like, a Peruvian song or something yeah. like that. So it was obviously like playing a Spanish song for her. Right. She's obviously turned on by it. I think she's like starts dancing in her robe. Right. To the Spanish music. I think there's a part of it that thinks like, oh, I'm nailing it. I'm young again. Yeah, I'm cool. Because this is also like the last moment before he like gives in. Totally. So he might be feeling like I'm really turned on. Right. And I'm going to show her how cool I am. She's like, Evan, I have something to confess. I'm glad we knocked on your door. (laughs) My voice is getting really good. Like, I'm nailing it. it. It's like, it's like destiny that we were meant to meet. Do you believe in destiny? Her teeth are also really yellow. I don't know. Are they? They are. Like, watch again. I know. It's hard not to notice. TBH. Interesting. Um, And then, yeah, they're like dancing together. His hair is just very problematic altogether. It's like a black, greasy, long, shaggy. He's just like a douchebag. And I know we're supposed to be rooting for him, but between the DJing, the haircut, yeah. the like the the like monster, he's just like kind of a douche. Yeah, he's not necessarily likable or charming. Which right. I'd say in most of these like thriller, like slow home invasion thrillers, uh Unassuming home invasion thrillers. They all the guys I don't I never like them. Yes, and they that's like the like biggest them. issue is like make me yeah. really like this guy so I feel fucking bad for him when he like gives in to this girl and right. then like his life falls apart. But you never really do. No, like I remember in Fatal Attraction, I was like, I'm sorry, why do I feel bad for this guy? Yeah, I don't ever. Like for gaslighting this woman who like clearly was mentally unstable, but like, oh well, you still banged her. Right, exactly. You know? And that's that's the that's the line that I don't think any of these films have been able to really get over is the like we're not going to feel bad for this douchebag. Right. Like, you have to make him insanely charming and a right. victim. And he's never going to be the victim as long as he gives in. He basically has to be, like, Neil Patrick Harris levels of charming where we just have to be obsessed with him no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And how many people are like that, really? Very few. Very few. Tom Hanks. Tom? Give, me, give me Tom Hanks. Oh, Tom Hanks in a steamy thriller. <laughs> yeah. And I'm and I, here for it. In a second, I would be like, don't do that to Tom Hanks. Right? You <laughs> Dare just do that. Stay to away Tom from Hanks. him. Who would you want to play like the psycho younger girl that like fucks up Tom Hanks's life? Ooh, I don't know. Would she have to be really like equally as charming or just like evil as hell? I like, think I would pick like Bella Thorne. Oh, hell yeah. Just like yeah. a fucking mess. Yes, hell yes. And she was recently in a Netflix movie where she played like the psycho ex, but I just think next to like an actual Is that actor. The like, no, there's a different one. Oh, gosh. It was like an hour and 15 minutes long. It's a very. It's, it's bad. She's a mess. She's a mess. But I would love to see, like, shitty Bella Thorne, yeah. who's just, like, a flaming ball of trash, next to, like, an actor of that caliber. Right, but that movie's, like, 15 minutes long. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> it's, like, Tom Hanks being the nicest guy in the world, and then eventually be like, why don't you get out of my house? I don't want to. Yeah, that's anymore. true. And Bella would go crazy and be like, cool, I'm going to call the police. And yeah. then that's the film. And she's arrested. <laughs> and then she's done. arrested, and then there you go. She's got acne or whatever. She's Someone should make it. Of a 15 minute Tom Hanks Bill of Thorn film? I would be hilarious. Me too. They put it on YouTube and you had to pay like $3 to watch it. I totally would. I'm in. That's reasonable on all accounts. Totally. We're geniuses. We're, yeah. we're, we're bigger cinematic geniuses than Eli Roth. I don't want to toot our own yeah, horns. We but should run Amblin Entertainment. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So, uh, 
So anyways, he goes to find them in the bathroom. Well, he's like, I have your clothes. And they're like, why does he go in? He's like, I'm not looking, but I'm coming in. And I'm like, just leave the clothes outside the door and be like, clothes are outside. Yeah. here. Right. Get dressed. Right. And he walks in. And you stand at the front door in view of the Uber and you go, the Uber's here. I need you to leave. Right. And you go up to the Uber and you go, I have two ladies. They're in my home. They won't leave. I've called them because I want them out of the house. You stay here until they get in this car. If not, I'm going to call the police. You're going to witness all of this. That's that's what you do. Wow, you're smarter than me. So we'll talk about this later, but like, we'll talk about it later. But there are so many things that you can do as a, a good human being to play this right and not get caught up in what he got caught in. The first thing is you don't go in the fucking shower. Yeah, step one. You don't go in the shower. Well, and then they he walks in, and obviously they're naked, and they're like, tee yeah. And this is, like, really weird, because this he essentially gets raped by these women. Yeah. Which is not something you often see in movies as a male rape scene. No. It's... Okay, so you were just talking about this before we started recording, but with the Aziz Ansari stuff, this is kind of topical, because basically, like... They wear him down, and eventually he acquiesces, and they do have this, like, raucous, crazy threesome. Right. But they also, like, rip his pants off and go down on him, and he's like, no, no, stop, I don't want this, I don't want this, and then they do it anyways. Yeah, and I think where people get caught up in, like, specifically the Aziz Ansari thing is they want to take sides and say, it's assault, it's not assault. And that's not what the the piece is about, to me. The piece is about observing non-consensual behavior. Right. And recognizing that. And saying, and then being considerate and understanding of the other person. And that's not what happened here, right? What happened here is someone giving very, very big clues of like, I'm not into this. I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. And they kept going. And therefore, just because he ended up consenting to it doesn't necessarily mean that it was consensual. Right. And that's that's where the, like the NZs and sorry thing really gets me. It's like it's not about whether he did or he didn't or it's sexual assault or not. It's he gave very very overt clues, right? Um, n- including saying no, and therefore it is rape. Well, yeah, I mean, like if you have to wear someone down to right. get them to consent, then like that's not okay, right. flat out. If someone wants to hook up with you, they will. Right. If they don't, they'll say they don't want to. Exactly. And even if or give you like, physical clues that they don't want to. Right. You know. And even someone's like, I don't know. You, as someone who wants to have sex with them, have to go, okay, and back the fuck off. Right. Like, you have to back the fuck off. And that's, like, black and white. Yeah, exactly. Even if they say, even if they don't overtly say no. Even a yes is a maybe, always. Right. right. So it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, he, maybe, yeah, maybe he does want it. But he said no, and he was not into it. Therefore, Wait, is these? Who? Wait, are you saying, by he, are you talking about Aziz? I'm talking, no, I'm talking about Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. I was Aziz like, is, I was like, Aziz wanted it. He okay. wanted it. No, I was talking about... No, yeah, Keanu didn't want it. No. But it happened. Yes. Oh, did it happen? And then, my favorite part of this whole film, I think, is he, like, they go down on him, and, like, he's like, ooh. And then they cut to a picture of his family. And they go, happy Father's Day. <laughs> At the same time. Like his children. Like his children. At the same time. Which I don't know if that's on purpose or not. I don't think anyone's that but, smart. Yeah, right. But why is there a picture of his family in the shower? That's true. That's a weird place to why the fuck is there a have, like, a family photo. Who's, like, taking a shower naked, and then just looks over the family and goes, God. I love that so much. <laughs> I don't know. That's really weird. It was super weird. I, like, really would like to have a sit-down with, like, the costumer of this film. And the costumes, I think, become a bigger deal in the second half. Yeah. The second act, if you will. And the set designer. Yeah. Because I'm like, 
what is happening? Yes. The the family photos beat you over the head and it's like he's a good dad, he loves his family, he's yeah. a dad, he's a dad. And I'm like, okay, like we we got that in the first two seconds when you were panning right, over all those right, photos. Right. And he was the monster on Father's Day for his kids. It's odd. I don't know. I have a lot of questions for the whole cast and crew. Right. God, I hope we can get a hold of them someday. Uh, let's, ta- let's add Eli Roth. Yeah. Um, so he wakes up alone in bed the next morning, and he puts his wedding ring back on, and they, you know, symbolism, he puts yeah. it back on. He's now back into this marriage. Right. And this is what I told you the first time I described this movie to you was basically that the girls overnight have become the monkeys from Jumanji. Yes. And they're like in the kitchen it's and they're so like making pancakes. There's like batter on their faces. They're like, Belle's eating out of a dog bowl. She's eating cereal out of monkey's dog bowl, which is just gross. It's really weird. And yeah. Then, and then Genesis comes in and starts eating pancakes like Buddy the fucking elf. Totally like squirting so syrup weird. in her mouth. It's so weird. And I'm like, why are you behaving this way? Yeah, I don't get this part of the narrative at all. I guess it's just because they're to act like kids. Like to youth to give them youth so yeah we believe he might actually be a pedophile later. right i guess it's but like weird. but it's like to me if you're capable of acting i don't even want to say adult but like the way they did the night before it's yeah. such a ridiculous turnaround it that it's is. like it. it all feels so performative yeah. where it's just like where what that's exactly what it is you the, know the 360 is so odd it's so odd and, and you're it's a steward you're like a flight attendant you know who's like does threesomes and you talk about like your relationships and then all of a sudden the next morning you're just like a monkey from Jumanji. Like, yeah, Adderall children. Totally. Just like Buddy the Elf. I thought yeah, about that too. Actually, home alone for a bit or whatever. Right. It's weird. So he gets um, a call from his wife. Oh yeah, and they're like, we haven't been home in forever. Like he's like, let me take you home, and they're like, yeah. no, we don't like know where home is or whatever. Yeah. This is one of the first like references to what what do these women do? Right. Like what. There seems to be some bigger element that they're a part of or with that I don't understand. And yeah. I don't think I ever will because they don't give enough clues. They don't They don't let you know anything no. about these people. No. So this is like the first like hint drop of like there's something bigger going on with them and we don't know what it is. Right. Because they won't – they don't like allude to like their home or their right. actual job or like anything that they actually right, do. Right, right. So his wife calls him and he goes on the back lawn to uh, take the call and, you know, like the juveniles there, the girls are, like, pressing their butts against the window, and they're, like, fake humping each other, and one's, like, giving a blowjob to a banana, because, yeah. you know, like, mature. Yeah. And the tension is mounting, and, oh, this is when the soundtrack really takes a turn for me. Oh. Oh, wait, no, actually in the showers where it started to take a turn, the music is very similar to the music in the room, where it's like, wanna? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a saxophone short of actually, like... A porn. Right. Yeah. And then, like, when they want to be, like, serious, it's like, and, like, the strings yeah. will pop in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you that's know? when he, like, hangs up and he, like, storms <laughs> back into the house, right? And it's, like, kind of this, like, this more, like, marching, haunting music. Yeah. Right? It's, it's like, like boom, boom. Yeah. And he's like, get fucking dressed. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say, like, th- this, I think I watched this movie shortly after I watched The Beguiled. Uh-huh. And, like, the common line that I'm now really getting tired of is, you fucking bitches. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's happening in all these films where, like, when yeah. guys are crossed, the first thing they come to is, like, you fucking bitches. <laughs> and they say it, like, they intonate it, like, the exact, the exact same, same way. way. Colin uh, Farrell said it the exact same way in The Beguiled. Yeah, he's like, you vengeful you, you bitches. You bitches. Oh, it's so like, funny. Why is that the go-to, like... I know. Intonation and, like... Like, delivery. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
and he finds Belle in the closet. She's like, Evan, can you hold me just once more? <laughs> Please, I miss your hugs. I love you. And she's like wearing his shirt and like like straddling him and like she like won't get yeah. down. He's like carrying her around, also very like childlike and yeah. weird. Because he's agreed to take them home now. He's like, We're yeah. going. We're going. Yeah, home. exactly. He's like, I'm gonna drive you to wherever you have to go. Yeah. Um and I feel like I realized this more the second time around than the first time. The acting is, across the board, like, very bad. Yes. I feel like the first time I was just sort of more, like, invested in, like, the plot and, like, what was happening. But, like, no one in this movie can act their way out of a paper bag. Oh, Keanu yeah. could if given better material. Yeah, he was put in a compromising situation. Yeah. The script is really, truly awful. And some of the lines he said, I'm, I'm like, if that were me, I, I would have been like, can I change this? It yeah. This No one speaks like this. Right, but no one, I think... No, no one stepped up in terms of like, this isn't good writing. Right. So, so it was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, he then finds them drawing dicks on his wife's really well, ugly what art. What is their obsession with dicks and like... I don't know. They draw dicks on everything. Is that another juvenile thing? Like to make them seem younger? I don't know. Or like they just love penis. I get... It's No, weird. I feel like your take is a little more um, artistic than I mine. don't... But I don't know. But, so there's no right take here. Because All very like, unclear. It's just vomit on a wall. Like, there's nothing that, like, makes sense. So I feel like we're just, like, from our different perspectives being like, it could be this? Yeah, like, grasping at straws. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I just don't understand why they draw dicks on it. Right. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he's like... God, it's so funny. <laughs> You nailed Keanu Reeves. What the fuck? He's like, what are you doing? And he's like ripping the Sharpie out of their hands. And they're like, And he's like, I'm not calling the fire. They really are like the monkeys. I know, they're the worst. Oh, they're the worst. I just hate like the idea of not being in control. Like I just watched the movie Mother. And like it was the same idea. Clayton had the same exact thought. Where you were just like, I need to... Well, that, that was like the movie Mother. Exactly, yes. Just these people are in my house that. and I can't control exactly. them. Exactly. It's the worst. She, yeah, she she had that same kind of like panic attack during Mother of just like, this would drive me crazy. Like, all these people in my house and I completely out of control. And like, she said the exact same thing in the middle of Knock Knock. That's so like, interesting. Yeah, this reminds me of Mother. Like, just people just wreaking havoc and there's nothing I can do. Yeah, and it's I was awful. Like, yeah. So it's really interesting to hear both of you say this. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, they also, he's like, I'm calling the cops. I've had enough. And they're like, they're like, oh, well, guess what? <laughs> We're underage. Yeah. And she's like, I don't have ID because I'm only 15. <laughs> and they're just like really like gross about it. And then he's like, well, like he like literally takes out his wallet and is like, how much? And <laughs> shoves it in their face. He also, like, his justification for it, too, is like, you said you were stewardess. <laughs> <laughs> or you were flight attendants. And they were like, yeah, we lied. <laughs> yeah, they were like, no, yeah, we're not. We're not. We were, We read that Lol. story somewhere. Whatever. We saw a movie or whatever. He was like, what? Like, he couldn't understand it. <laughs> Could not wrap his long-haired oh, head around can't it. can't say things that are not true. Right. And then they're like, we aren't fucking whores, Keanu. <laughs> you can't pay us. Um, then we have another star of this film, aside from Monkey. Vivian shows up. Vivian's great. She... Vivian got the booking. I want to know what the audition process for the character of Vivian was like. I assume it's just, just like that scene. Eli Roth's mother's. Oh, okay. <laughs> like his neighbor, his Her actual neighbor. neighbor. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. she's she's presumably his physical therapist. Masseuse or physical? She had like a masseuse's table. Okay, so yeah, something like that. Because yeah. he had some injury that, like, in the very beginning, she like touches his arm, like when he's fooling around with the mom, and he's like, oh. Mm. Yeah. But they, they don't give you like any context, really. They they. 
do. He so they do. What it's happened? A really subtle, I missed it. It's a, I and I didn't get it the first time through, but I got it the second time. Okay. Because I watched this movie twice. <laughs> um, he is apparently like he was lifting luggage at the airport, mm-hmm. and he like tore his rotator cuff. And apparently the person he was getting luggage for was a very cute girl, and his wife brings this up. Oh, so and he's like, I was just being a nice guy. Exactly. And okay. I think I think it's like another, again, like just hammering home this point of like, he's just a good guy who's tempted by cute women. Right. And then look what happens. Yeah, like, exactly. It's just such a dumb... He's the victim. Yeah, exactly. It's like, he was just trying to help a cute girl out, and look what happened. He tore his rotator. Right. And now it's like some sort of like Achilles heel of like this whole fucking thing. Because later they like exploit that weakness. Right. So Interesting. it's so fucking dumb. And the makeup on the injury looks awful too. It's like literally some like smuckers jam just yeah. like smeared on his It looks arm. like someone just like took plaster and just put it on Yeah. And they're like, like oh. Over, over a black marker. You're hurt. And it's like, look, surgery. And so, <laughs> so Vivian, so okay, so then Vivian's probably there to like massage it. I think so. Help him with his like injury. That. Yeah. And she's like... Oh, I'm so excited for that. <laughs> She's like, I'm so excited for the exposition. I love your wife. I love your family. I love your wife's art. I love her art. And then like Genesis like pops out from behind him and he's like, she doesn't or he doesn't want your massage. Come back inside, baby. And she's like, this is upsetting. I am gonna heal. I'm gonna heal. But this is very upsetting. She's great. Her performance is she the is performance so of a good. lifetime. Yep, it goes monkey. Vivian. Yeah, and then Lewis. <laughs> and then Lewis. And then everyone else. And then everyone else. Um, yeah, she's just like, this, this is, the, wow, wow, wow. This is very upsetting. Yeah, and I guess she's just there. There's no need for her to be there. I guess she's just there because she doesn't, like, become a witness later or anything like that. No, they never she's bring her back. She's just there to, like, just, just heighten the stakes on his situation. Right, like, because now there's, like, an outside right. person that knows that this right. is happening. Just keep pulling on that guilt thread. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so at this point, he's, like, fucking pissed. He goes back inside, and there's, like, very clumsy fight choreography where he's sort of just chasing them around and, like, smacking yeah. them around. And they're like, no! Yeah. Keanu, stop! And then they're, like, he's driving them home. They're all in the car. And so you're like, oh, this could be okay. Um, and he goes back home. He's starting to clean up the house, wipe the dicks off the statue, gets back to work. But he discovers that they've broken back in because Genesis hits him over the head. Yeah. yeah. Like you do. My, he looks, he is a, he discovers it broken in because there's like a frame on the floor of like broken glass uh-huh. of his family. And he looks at it and he goes, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this gravelly, this gravelly voice makes everything so dramatic and so funny. I know. And I'm just like, if I saw that picture frame on the floor, I'd be like, where the fuck is my gun, my bat? Like, right. I wouldn't look at it and be like, what does this mean? Like, <laughs> I'm so confused. No and, uh. Then we, he gets hit over the head and Genesis is like at his wife's vanity, just like ravaging her makeup, like, like a kid with paint, like literally painting her face on. Again, I don't get it. Really unclear, smoky eye, like war paint almost situation. But again, it feels like a child who's discovered makeup and they're putting it on. Totally. And they're doing a poor job because they've never put on makeup before and things like that. But they're going through the fake motions of putting on the makeup. Right. So again, I don't get this, I don't get this scene. Right, and she's wearing, like, one of his wife's dresses, so right. it's like a little kid, like, you know, playing with their mom's I, closet. Yeah, I guess it's just a hammer home that, like, he's a pedophile. Right, but it's also just like, okay, but you're definitely not, like, a four-year-old. You're still, like, a 20-year-old or, like, 18-year-old right. woman. Right. So Or 17, whatever. So I'm like, 
why are you choosing to behave like a child? Right. It's What's the point? Other than like the director or whoever wrote this movie being like, no, 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 symbolism, guys. Like, right. We really need them to know. Right. It's really it, weird. Yeah, it's really weird. And it gets to the point where it's just like it gets irritating. Though. Yeah. Yeah. It gets even fucking weirder. Just about now because Evan is, or Keanu, sorry, is tied to the bed. He's thrashing around and his hair is like thrashing around. He's like, ah! <laughs> Clayton laughed so hard because he's out of focus, just like yes. he's out of focus in the background. Behind just Genesis. Squirming, just like, grrr, and, <laughs> and because he has such dark hair, when he thrashes, it's just like, da, 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 da. Oh my god, it's so funny. It's so ridiculous. So then Belle walks in. It's a really fucked up image. Yeah. She's in his daughter's school uniform, his daughter's underwear, and she's drawn in like dark marker, like freckles all over her face. Yeah. And she's like, Daddy. Daddy, look what I found, Daddy. And he's like, take that off, you bitch. <laughs> and she goes into this speech where she's like, you know, every girl's first love is their daddy, right? So this girl like, has like severe daddy issues. Oh, and I'm like, who absolutely. the fuck is your daddy? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then she goes further to say like, you know, I loved when my daddy snuck into my room and like took my clothes off and like I took her from mommy and, or I took him from mommy and all this fucked up shit. Yeah. So do you think she was like molested as a kid? And that's why she has this, like, weird fetish? Or do you think she's just sort of, like, making up a narrative to sort of justify, like, this so obsession with I, Evan? I Keanu. struggle with this because this this whole scenario is so ridiculous and so overtly over the top. Right, and, like, rooted in nothing truthful. Exactly. So my problem is, like, I do believe that there are women who have who have broken issues because they had poor relationships with their father, or they right. were sexually assaulted or molested at a young age, so their perception of sex and intimacy is fucked. Right. Um, however, it's really hard for me to give this character the benefit of the doubt because it's so off-the-wall fucking bonkers right. that it's rooted in nothing, like you said. Like, right. It's so, so it's like... Maybe, but also it's so fucking batshit crazy that maybe they're just doing this because... Like to fuck with him some right. more. Yeah. So it's really hard for me to like figure that out. Well, and that's like, that's the thing too, is if the script were written better and we had some reason to believe either of these women, right. obviously this part would sort of like, even though it's a disturbing image, you'd be like, oh, well, she's like, she has some issues that right. she's working through and Evan is a casualty of right. that. It's not conflicting for me, and that's because of the poor writing. Right, exactly. So so it's just like, oh, cool, she's an awful human being, and she's doing this because she's right. just a weirdo. Right. She's just crazy. Has some weird sexual fetish right. or whatever. Right. But then she gets really mad, which is where things take a turn, where she's like slapping the shit out of him. Yeah. It's like, why did you do that to me, daddy? Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. And so that's when I'm like, okay, but this level of rage is maybe supposed to be the part where we're like, oh, this is actually real? Again, I have <laughs> no idea. Because, yes, maybe she is taking it out on him. But it's so over the top, and there's so little backstory for her as a person right. that I don't fucking know. Right. She's just maybe just going crazy just to taunt him and just make him go nuts. Right, and like find an excuse to slap the shit out of his right. face. And then seconds later, um, his wife calls on FaceTime. They're like, let's make your dick answer the phone. And then he's like, no, like I'll do whatever you want. So then he, again, basically gets raped by Belle, yes. um, who... Genesis goes, do it doggy style, and she's like videotaping him, and Belle just starts howling. Just barks. Like a dog. She's like, Arr! It's like a really convincing dog sound. It really is. She sounds like a dog. Yeah, it really is. And so, like, that's the thing, is when one second you're talking about how you liked that your dad, like, molested you, and then you're smacking the shit out of him, and now you're barking like a dog, I can't really follow that. Right. It's I just can't... crazy for the sake of crazy. Exactly. And I think that's what this whole entire script is. So Absolutely. the fact that we're even trying to dissect it is giving everyone the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> um, 
How much yeah. do you think these actors got paid? That's what I thought when I was watching Belle Bark Like a Dog. I, Probably like I, I, 5K. I bet this was made for super cheap, which is why it got made. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 500,000 seems reasonable to me, probably. I think Keanu Reeves is probably top pill, and I bet, you know, and it seems like an easy shoot. It'd probably be less than 30 days in a single location. That's true. Like super Minimal cheap. Minimal costumes. Yeah, he probably made this film for like 5 million, less than that. And then what do you think, like, you think the girls made 500,000 on this project? Um, I feel no, like, probably not. I feel like they made like 10 grand. Maybe. Which, like, I wouldn't say no to 10 grand, but for this kind of project, I would right. hope that for 10 grand, I could do better work. Yeah, absolutely. But that's just me being a snob, I guess. Yeah, but, but, but also, you know, I didn't know Genesis was, like, married to Eli Roth. Right. So she probably did it as, like, a favor or wanted to work with him on a project. And or, like, he's like, I want to get my hot young wife naked in one of my it, movies. Exactly. Belle, at the time she made it, like, she's kind of a big deal now. She's been in She some, is? She's in Blade Runner. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, so she's kind of gotten bigger parts, and I saw her in something else. I can't remember what else, but um, but she's been in bigger parts. She's kind of taken off a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but this is probably one of her first roles, I would imagine. Interesting. Uh, so I would imagine, I, I, I don't know, but I, I don't know. I she really know. went to that dark place. She really made some bold choices with this film. I'll tell you what. Someone saw Knock Knock, and they were like, i got to put her in my Right. Name. She was definitely Dennis that. Dennis got a new for you film. Oh, for sure. <laughs> she was definitely that actor, like, in your acting class, where the teacher was like, make a bold choice. And then she took the chin and was like, ah! And, like, yeah, threw exactly. it across the room. Exactly. And was like, I hate my sister! And, like, would descend into some weird, like, improvologue about, like, her family. Yeah, exactly. And everyone was like, wow, she's going places. And then she booked Knock Knock. <laughs> <laughs> like, the next week. Um, yeah. At this point, I did make a note. I can't believe I have 39 minutes left of this it, movie. Yeah. And I think I stopped here and was like, I need to I take a break. Yeah. yeah. So he basically indulges Belle in this rape only so that he can, as she's violently thrashing, the ties on the bed are loosening mm-hmm. and he can, like, break free. Mm-hmm. So he, like, knocks her off and she literally starts crying like a dog. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's really weird. So weird. Um, and he goes to attack Genesis, but she's eating his food and then stabs him with a fork in his injured arm. Yeah, there's like a, I guess, an incision where he had surgery. And yeah, so he's like, and he literally says, like, oh, my surgery! Yeah, really he gives cool. more context just in case we didn't fucking know. Right, it. which I did not, so I was like, oh, thanks, Keanu. <laughs> um, so now Genesis is in an unclear menswear getup, um, and she pretends to be a talk show host for a show called Who Wants to Be a Pedophile. Yes. And Belle is, like, the lovely assistant in, like, a spangly dress. Yeah, the man in white, if you will. Yes. And he's tied to a chair and gagged with his daughter's panties. I yes. really want to sit down with whoever wrote this and just be like, what do we need to work through here? Yeah. What or like, where did all this come from? Yeah. It, it, do you think it was, it, I need to check, was it written by a man? That is a real, I want to say yes, because if it's written by a woman, I will be truly shocked. So I know Eli Roth did screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe he wrote it. Mm-hmm. I would be willing to bet this was written by a man. Yeah. Or, totally. two, or multiple. I, or like, yeah, because I just feel like there's no way a woman would be like, this is how women with daddy issues speak yes. to things. I just feel like if a woman had written it, and if a woman did write it and we're speaking out of turn here, then right, I will be right. truly shocked. Right. But I think had a woman written it, maybe these characters would be a little more multidimensional. The whole narrative with whether or not Belle was molested as a kid might be clearer. And it's not just these archetypes of like douchebag man who calls them sluts and whores and then crazy psychotic bitches. It was just very like surface on all counts. Yes, it was written through it was written through the lens of men who are um, who are scared, I guess, of of 
of dealing with women who may be somewhat unstable, so they so they irrationalize their behavior right. to such an extreme right. and almost kind of justify the way that men sometimes feel about women. That is, I think, uh, an unacceptable feeling in terms of like sometimes men like to say, well, that she's crazy. She's nuts. Right. And it's like, well, you were kind of an asshole the whole time. Right. right. Like it's like that's it's so much easier to write a woman off as crazy than it is to like actually look back at yourself exactly. and the shitty things you did to that woman exactly. to set her off yes. or make her feel yes. bad. Yes. You know? So mm. this movie attempts to justify the man in this in this, yeah. in this in this doing, in this part of this movie, rather than like the women. I also realize this is like poor man's hard candy. Yes, it is. And Hard Candy is a beautiful film and I love it very uh, much. that's a really, really, really good Yeah. It's like, like a low it's rent a, it's hard like candy. It's like an MRA hard candy. Yeah, a thousand percent. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it is. So it's a really good analogy. Right? I was like watching it and I was like, I've seen yes. an iteration of this before. Yes. Um, so they have him hooked up to his DJ machine. His douchey hobby bites him in the ass. Um, and whenever he fucks up or offends them, they like turn up this loud high-pitched sound. He's like, I could go deaf! Yeah. He, <laughs> he has his headphones on. I, I wrote it down because I want to get right. My ears! <laughs> my ears! I could go deaf! I can't hear! I can't hear! Like... <laughs> <laughs> And he keeps saying the same things over and over again. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> Your ears hurt. I get it. We know. You don't uh, even have to say that hurts. You have headphones on and you're squealing in pain. I know what's happening. Right. Context clues. Yes. Like, Why do you have to spell, spell it out like that? It's ridiculous. So I think at this point, they're like torturing him for a little bit. It's long-winded. And then Lewis shows up, so they, like, wheel him away. Like, they cover him in a sheet and hide him. So, like, Genesis answers the door, and she's like, oh, I'm at Uncle Evan's house. We're shooting a music video. Um, and Lewis is like, okay, I'm just here to pick up the art. Yeah. Um, and he, like, finds the art, and it's, like, completely fucked. Yeah, they drew, they drew boobs on it this time. Yeah, and he's like, what the fuck? He's, like, super darked out. Yeah. And he quickly puts together that they're crazy. Yeah. He says, come to think of it, Evan doesn't even have any nieces or nephews. Yeah, come to think of it. Yeah. He panics, he takes out his inhaler like most nerdy heroes do in movies. Um, and yeah, this is what you were talking about earlier where he's like, bitch, you barking up the wrong fucking tree. Because she's like, let's just keep this between us and like caresses his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm from Oakland, ho. I don't two ghetto ass hoes when I see them. Come to think of it, Evan doesn't even have <laughs> any fucking nieces or nephews. So who the fuck are you? Um, great writing. I was wondering, I really feel like this character was, like, the equivalent of, like, I'm forgetting his name now, the friend in Get Out, who's supposed to be, like, the woke one that, like, oh, solves yeah. the mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, since yeah. it's so poorly written and it he's is. not really a character, like, I'm like, am I supposed to laugh at that line? Like, was that supposed to be comedic relief? Right. Or are you just I, I derogatory? But the other the other thing is that, like, the character in uh, the airport security yeah, and, and Get Out is so developed character. So exactly. And, like, not just, like, a token sidekick, but, like, somebody you actually kind of like. Yeah, you care guy, about him. You fucking care about him at all. Right. And then they use the trope from Hand That Rocks a Cradle, which is another, like, type of, like, subtle home invasion film. Yeah. With the... The, uh, the inhaler. The inhaler. Yeah. Is, I was like, oh, Isn't cool. it the mom in Hand That Rocks the Cradle who has the inhaler? Yes. Yeah. The mom does so, Rebecca Dornay takes the inhaler and, like, yes. and gets rid of it, like, empties all And then while the mom's panicking, she, like, can't breathe. Right, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Um, so Lewis finds Evan gagged and tied, yeah. and Lewis goes to stop them, which, like, is so dumb. Evan's like, close the door, lock yes. the door, let's call the cops. And he's like, no, I'm going to stop them. Yeah. And he's like, they're dangerous! Oh, they, they take they start taking hammers and beating the 
that. Yeah, beating the statue. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I just love Lewis's priorities. Like, you just found your boss's husband tied up and gagged. Yes. But you're panicking more about them yes. fucking up this statue. Yes. And he's just priorities. standing there being like, no, yeah. stop, no. And then uh, he can't find his inhaler and Genesis like, looking for this. Right. And then he slips on a rock and hits his head and dies. Which I don't get. Why even pull the inhaler out? Right. Why does the inhaler even matter? Right. I thought, oh, he's going to pass out because he doesn't have his inhaler. Right. But then you just kill him off. So why even why even give him an inhaler? Right. I why know. Why not just have him slip and fall and hurt himself? I know. And it's and it, it's the way they do it is so annoying too because they're like tormenting him and they're like monkey in the middle. Exactly another children's game. Yeah, it's just like it really at this point this movie is like forty five minutes too long because they beat you over the head with these stupid yeah. childish metaphors. And I'm just like why? And then he just slips and falls and hits his head. And, and then they like, just like lol. Yes. They're like oh my god, whoops. Which like it hasn't happened before. Like it like they like they see this all the time. Which right. Is really odd. like another one bites the dust. Right. And then they paper mache his dead body. Which is weird. Which is really weird. It's, uh, is it like talking, are they referring to like a children's art class? I, I, she even says like, I, she says, I remember Belle saying something like, oh, they, I, this is so much fun. This is like an art class or whatever. She says something to that extent. Totally. But then this is what's really happened. This is what's really weird that I don't understand. They like put him in the back of a truck. Yeah. He's been paper mached, and Genesis says, Ronnie's going to have a field day, yet Ronnie can make anything disappear. Oh. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know what that means. You're right. I don't know who they're talking about. What are they talking about? I don't either. That's why I'm like, what are they constantly alluding to that, like, they have, like, Bell and Genesis have this system or this thing that they just do, I guess. Yeah. Like, and... It references, like, with no no fucking explanation, like, that I guess there's this bigger organization or dark thing. Oh, that they're, hands. like, a part of? I never even picked up on that, but to be honest. But, but it's so, in a movie that's so overt, that beats you over the head with everything, then they just drop this one line. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Where they're, that's the thing they should have actually flushed right, out. Right. Right. Which would give context to a lot of these things. Is there just somebody out there who just, like, sends out these women to just be crazy? Right. Like, to, to terrorize these men. For a particular reason? Like, to get money? To, like... Right. To, you know, to How do they find this guy? Why this guy? Right. Exactly. Like, Does he owe someone something? answered. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's really weird. That is really weird. And it's, it's very such strange. a subtle thing that if you weren't looking for it, and I caught it on the second watch. Yeah. Know. Yeah, I don't know. That's very weird. I don't know either. Ugh. At Eli Roth, what the fuck? <laughs> if you didn't get it by now, what the fuck? So then they're like, we're going to write a fake text from from Keanu to Lewis, creating the narrative that, like, Lewis fucked Evan's, or Keanu's wife, Karen, and framing Keanu for destroying the statue and then murdering Lewis. Yeah. Basically just being like, like, bitch, like, if, you know, like, I know you... It, like, if you ever fucking come near my house again, I'm going to do worse things to you than I did to my wife's statue or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And then they, when they're shoving the dead body in the van, they go, which way is MoMA? And then Belle goes, more like mama. Lol. So the next is actually the highlight of the film to me. It's Keanu Reeves' monologue. Oh, okay. I thought you said bowl cut. Oh, is, this is before the bowl cut, I think. Yeah. Is it? He still has his hair for this, I think. Okay. 
Um, I'm going to post you guys on the Instagram the day this comes out a video of just a clip of this like two and a half minute monologue. It's so crazy. He's like, he just says like, you took a fucking bubble bath. You wanted it. You sucked my cock. You took a fucking bubble bath. It was free pizza. Free fucking pizza at my fucking door. I just answered the door. He's like, what was I supposed to do? Fuck us. Fuck us. Twosomes. Threesomes. Starfish. Husbands. <laughs> you lied to me. I let you in. You fucked me and now you're going to kill me? And the way it's written is just like, it's supposed to have a build but it's not good enough no, writing. It, and it was directed it in such a way where it's just him being like, duh, yeah, duh, like he's on the same vibration the whole time. So it's just one continuous so shot weird. of him straight on in the chair with the headphones yeah. on, tied up, screaming and being like, you fucking bitches. I like to assume that he was reading this entire script and was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And then he finally got to this monologue and he was like, this is my Oscar Yeah, right. Like, I'm going to make something <laughs> out of this. I wasn't sold to this monologue where I could really showcase my thing. It's going to make it all <laughs> worth it. Oh, it's so true. I really, like, I like to think that Keanu can recognize, like, a shitty script when he sees one. I don't know. But, like, TBD on that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do, like I said, any actor, like, every actor needs a paycheck, and he continuously works. Sure. Um, I do think... Maybe they were strapped for time or money, but I think this monologue could have been performed better. I wanted more from him. Yeah. More um, dimension, I would say. Yeah. More colors, yeah. as my acting teachers would say. I just think that attention to acting detail was not the priority of the director. <laughs> I think like, I think Eli Roth's wife's tits were the priority in yes, this movie. 100%. And I think that was it. I also, I looked at pictures of them online and she definitely got like very, very thin for this movie. And I think he was just like, baby, we're going to get you in the best shape ever. <laughs> and we're going to put you naked in my movie. And you're going to feel great. Jesus Christ. You know, because the business. So he makes this crazy monologue and Genesis is like, you will be executed at dawn. So he, like, is trying to get the iPad, and he's like, FaceTime Karen. And and at this point, it's just so gratuitous. Yeah. Oh, this is the part, though, where he's tied up. They find him trying to FaceTime his wife. They're, like, mad about it. And then he they make fun of him doing the monster. They're like, you're yeah. a monster. You're a monster. Yeah. He was like, you were watching me? He was like, how did you know that? How did you know that? Yeah. So at that point, you do discover that, like, they had, they had scoped him out. Yes. He was a target. Yes. This was planned. It was not a coincidence that they ended up at his Which door. Is another little like crumb drop for like, what do they do? Yeah. What 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 is what are they a part of? Why are they doing this? Right. But they don't answer. And how do they find their targets? Exactly. Which they also never answer. Exactly. Um. So then they act like dinosaurs and destroy his house. That's right. They're wrecking the kids' toys. They give him a bowl cut, which is great content. I guess. And he just mumbles, "Fucking bitches." <laughs> 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 Which, like, it's like a clap back to, like, when his wife is like, I want you to cut your hair. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, never do it. Yeah. Um, and they give him an atrocious bowl cut. Yeah. Continues to destroy the house, stab his wife's art, stab the furniture, break his records. Um, I really would love to put these girls in a room with a shrink one at a time so they don't, like, conspire to kill the shrink. But just, like, figure out where all this rage is coming from. Yeah. It would be nice if we knew that. Like, let's say Belle's storyline was, like, that she was molested and she hates men. And, like... And, like, works for this organization that, like, is sets out to get men. Right. And she's like, this is going to fulfill me because I never got to get revenge on my father. And right. then Genesis ideally would have some storyline, too. Right. Where, like, my husband left me or, like, 
fucked the nanny. Right. And it's like it's like the movie Monster meets some sort of like cloak organization. Yeah. Like yeah. Where it's like yeah, we recruit women to enact revenge on awful men. Right. Which like is a plot I could get behind. I could too. But it doesn't exist in this movie. They don't give us a plot. I could too. Yeah. yeah Proud Mary meets like yeah. Fucking monster. Yeah. And it's like yeah, they're just covert agents that go fuck up horrible men's lives. Great. Great, I'm I'm for that. I'd watch that in a heartbeat. Well, and I guess the thing about Keanu's character is like, I guess with the with the airport thing with the young girl, we can believe that he was a douchebag before this began. Yeah. There, he. I feel like if this movie were well written, he had to have like done something wrong so that they targeted him to begin with. Because what's the point of these women like targeting these men, kind of forcing them into submission, and then being like, "You're a bad guy." I don't know. It would like then why him? You know what I mean? I, again. I don't know. And I think that's why... These are two movie buffs that are stumped. I know. You heard it here first, guys. I just... That's why I think it's just poorly written. I think it's written from the perspective of somebody who's like a fucking red pillar. Totally. It's just ridiculous. They break a sculpture. They find a gun. They're like, oh, fuck. So they're like... He's been trying to get to it like for 20 minutes now. Yeah. He knows it's up there. And and so when they go off and do stuff and wreck the house, he's been trying to like nudge this, this like... A stand or whatever that's sitting on, so it'll break and it'll grab it. But right. then he breaks it, and they are like, "Oh, a gun! This changes the game." So they're like, "We'll let you go, and we can play hide and seek, and then shoot you." Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm only like half paying attention. Um, but he's running around. He's trying to leave. He has a knife. Yes. And he drop. He like gets out of the house while they're looking for him. And he drops the knife. He eats shit by dripping over or tripping over a cart. Yeah, a dolly. Yeah, the, a dolly for the art. Oh, that's right. That's right. And he's like, help, help. And that's when Genesis is like, keep fucking screaming. No yeah. one's home. We tried every door. Yeah. Which is another thing where like, does she mean we've tried to do this to other men in your neighborhood, but I, no one else was home. I so we landed so. on you. So unclear. Um, and then it's another false ending, which just drives me crazy. Yeah. It just feels like they're trying to meet like the 90 minute quota. Because yeah. there's so many months. Because then she does that and then it just cuts to like. A few hours later, I'm like, why then did he run away? Right. It's What's like, the point? it's not like, but he didn't suspense. die. Right. It's the morning now. He's You're still not around. Suspense. You just, it's just like another. He almost got away. Oh no, he didn't. Right. So that's why, as an audience member, you're just like fucking irritated at this yeah. point. You're like, all right, wrap it up. Where the fuck yeah. is this going? We didn't, we didn't need that. Let's get to the fucking end. Right. Let's make it a ninety minute movie. Please. It's like, an hour and thirty nine yeah. that I'll never get back. Yeah. So the next morning, they bury him alive, and he's tied up with his mouth tied, but, like, they leave his head sticking out of the dirt, and he's just like, please, please, don't do this. And they're like, if you promise to behave, I'll take out the gag. That's Genesis's iconic quote. I think I'm going to make that my Facebook status later. If you promise to behave, I'll take out the gag. So he offers to do whatever they want. He just doesn't want to die. He's like, I'll tell them, I'll tell them. So they're like, we're not going to FaceTime her. We're going to call her. Unclear on why that's so different, but whatever. So he leaves a voicemail, and he's like, they made me call 911. I've been kidnapped. And I'm like, what's the point of that, Ben? Right. What's the point? And also, why would you tell someone to call 911 on a voicemail? No one's directly on the line, so you don't even know when she's going to get that message. Exactly. Like, they could kill you right now. You're buried in the ground. They could shoot you in the head. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then he's just like, oh, (laughs) this is another iconic Keanu moment. You fucking whores! I'll fucking kill you, you fucking slut bitch cunt! I'll fucking kill you, you fucking bitches! Someone wrote, you fucking slut bitch cunt. Yeah. That's like an insult you give, like, freshman year of high school to the girl who stole your boyfriend. Like, she's a fucking slut bitch cunt. But that writer was typing it and just going, oh, yeah, 
And this will cut to the quick. Oh, this will just trigger all the ladies in the audience. Exactly. And I'm like, no, I'm just like, wow, this is hugely problematic. And I kind of want to punch whoever wrote this in the face. And he's just growling in the ground like, Because he's... And he has that stupid fucking haircut. Yeah. So it's like... With the gag. And he's just trying to act so hard. And you can't help but laugh. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. You're like, just, is he going to die or not? Because at yeah. this point, I'm not invested at all. I don't care to shoot him in the fucking head. Right, right. in this film. And then Genesis is holding a statue over her head, right? Yes. That she's going to smack him over the head with. But she's like, knock, knock. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Title card. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Title card in the last like, two minutes of the movie. <laughs> and he's just like, no, no, no. And then it like lands right next to him. Yep. And he's like crying um, and totally vulnerable. And they reveal that like they all, they do this all the time. It's a game and it's basically to teach men not to cheat. Yes. And uh, they're like, they never say no, no matter who they are, no matter how much they love their families, they're all the same. So this is like weird to me because the whole movie has been like really anti-feminist content. And now you're trying to tell me that it's saying how shitty men are. Like, you're trying to tell me in the last, like, two seconds that the moral of all of this yeah. is that these women are, like, heroes, and they're like, all of you are the same. It's such a mixed bag of yeah. messages. You know what I mean? I, I don't get that message. I get... So, like, with every great horror film, there's kind of, like, a really cool sociological aspect to yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, Get Out, it really played off of the, you know, appropriation and, and you know, the, the kind of racial tensions that are going on right now. And the racism is still alive in, in America. Like, Psycho kind of played off of the idea of the vulnerability of being in the shower. Like, real-life issues that didn't translate to a film and to a heightened state Exactly. Horror, right? And that's why they're so scary. Exactly. This film, I guess the heightened state of horror is, like... Man, if you're ever in trouble and you're about to have a threesome, like, the terror of being in that situation to a heightened extent. And I'm like, that's such a fucking 13-year-old fantasy that it's so unrelatable and so unrealistic that I'm like... I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. This is not... It doesn't tap into me. Yeah. My inner fears, like, being in a shower or, or for black people, you know, the racism and the racial tensions that go on. It doesn't tap into anyone's psyche. That's like... 0.1% 0.1% of men in the world. Right. That's You know what? Now that you say that, if this movie were written by a 13-year-old boy, yes. it would all become clear. Yes. I would be like, that makes sense. Yeah, this all tracks. And I'd also be like, therefore, you know, they just don't know what the fuck they're doing and this is immature. Right. And I'd almost kind of see a justification in it. But it's written by... Like an adult. An adult who has had a somewhat storied career. He's somewhat of a big name. Right. And a big enough name to get funding to create yes. this project. I mean... This is a guy that works with Tarantino. Right. Like, this is not a... Like, he's he's a director that is respected amongst other directors. Right. And it's crazy to me that it's someone a bone like this film. Yeah. It's crazy. Lucky for Keanu, <laughs> they reveal that uh, Genesis is going to be 22 next week and Belle is 18. And then they show him that they uploaded the video of Belle fucking him to Facebook. Um... And the the music that sounds like it's from the room like swells where it's like, <laughs> and he's stuck in the ground watching the video and his life is basically ruined. He's like, no, no. And then there's like this Twilight Zone like twist where he like manages to get his hand out yeah. of it and he goes to like I guess like take it down, take it down or whatever. But instead, he hits the like, like button and then just screams into the. He's like no. Like into the abyss. The irony of like, he meant to take it down, but he liked it. (laughs) He liked his own post of him fucking another girl. And the caption was like, happy Father's Day or like celebrating Father's Day or something like that. And there's like people commenting and my favorite is 
uh, one person comments, unfriended. <laughs> yes, unfriended. Another person's like, you're sick. Yeah, um, so funny. And then they play Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. Which I was like, get this fucking film out. This it, song out of this film. That's the thing. I was like, this is hardly on Fight Club's level. I know. As a cinematic work exactly. of genius. And you're choosing to end it with this epic song that has no business touching this And movie. again, I'm like, you are a storied director. I know you watch <laughs> movies. You know this is like the perfect ending to Fight Club. You that that song It's iconic. A, it's iconic with Fight Club. And the building's crashing at the end of Fight Club. And they're holding hands exactly. in the window. Yeah. We we know that. Why use that song? Right? Why? They should have like I feel like they should have hired like a shitty like low rent pop singer in LA to write a song that's like, don't cheat. You don't wanna <laughs> do it. <laughs> like just a very literal like Vanderpump Rules transition music type yeah. song where it's like, yeah. you know you messed up. <laughs> like, yeah, they can't get the rights to like a big artist. So they yeah, just get, like a knockoff. That would make so much more sense. Yeah. They probably like like spilled their entire budget into getting that one song for the end. Probably. And that's why everything else is such drag. Yep, Keanu and the Pixies. Yeah, that's that's like it. 75% of their budget. They're like, well, that covers it. Yep. Um, and then the family comes home. They discover the house is a shit show. I do love that they wrote on the the picture of the daughter, Daddy's Little Whore. And then they wrote on the wife's picture, I make shit art. <laughs> Which I think <laughs> I is hilarious because her art is the kind of like eclectic and disgusting. Yeah. Like it's ugly. Yeah. And they make like... I don't know. They try to give her a validity by like making reference to some artist at one point. And I yeah. Who the artist was? And I'm like, like, oh, okay. Cool. TBD. I don't really care. Yeah. Um, and then the last line is, "Little boy goes, Daddy had a party," and that's it. Yeah. The end. And I guess we're just supposed to be left with an understanding that he'll suffer consequences. Like, yeah. For me, it's like these women's fingerprints are all over this house. Right. That's so true. Like. They could find them like tomorrow. It's blatant vandalism. Like. Right. Yeah, I guess how have Genesis and Bell gotten away with doing this this many times? They fucking haven't. Yeah. And, like, they also admitted at the end, oh, we're not underage. Which means he's just going to be like, cool, so I totally cheated on my wife, but y'all fucking going to jail. Right. Because I didn't do anything wrong anymore. Right. The leverage you had over me... Does not exist. ...doesn't exist anymore. So, right. fuck you, I'm calling the cops. This is breaking and entering. It's vandalism. It's kidnapping. Like... You're going to jail, and your fingerprints are all over the place. That's true. So like, the stakes really aren't high no. at all. It's like, yeah, you cheated, and that sucks. Yeah, and you're going to have to face those consequences right. for sure. But, but you're not going, going to jail. To jail. Right. Like, when they find you in the backyard buried and gagged, yeah. they're going to be like, who did this to you? And by the way, just because you sent a text from his phone doesn't mean he can't go, look at what they did. Then they fucking sent this text. They killed another human being. Right. Which I love that I mentioned, like, they vandalized, but they murdered their murderers. They murdered Jared. Lewis and paper mached and him. Paper mached him. <laughs> fucked. Like, yeah. uh, so it's so odd. Like, and that's the other problem is that, like, at the end, I'm like, if this is like a feminist tale, I guess, of like teaching men a lesson, I like, guess, dot, they're dot, still dot. gonna go to. They're still going to suffer huge consequences. Yeah, they lose. Yeah. They're not like these badass bitches that like saved the day. Right. I just love the idea of Eli Roth like sitting down with his wife being like, I have a movie <laughs> that is going to really challenge you and push you out of your comfort zone. And we are going to, baby, we are going to get you to the next tier of your career. The fact that you mentioned that piece of information really just hates, makes me hate this movie. Even. Right? Didn't it? Like, when I found that, I was like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding oh, me. fuck that. She's this just, like, hot Chilean, like, 20-something-year-old. Of 
course she is. I know. Love. I think she was in Green Inferno. Oh, really? I think so. We'll have to look up her entire filmography and then watch them one by one. Just kidding. I, I, think, she, I think so. And that makes even more sense because I think he shot Green Inferno in South America. That all checks out. So I bet he met her on Green Inferno and then was like, married her. You again. shall be mine. And now you're going to be a knock knock. Yep. Well, that was a Stay and, with me, baby. <laughs> you're Good going places. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for that. I feel like this is an hour and 39 minutes of our lives that we'll never get back, but we've hopefully spared all these people. I wonder, do you think this is entertaining if you haven't seen it? I feel like it has to be. I, I But I think you brought it up earlier and I agree with you. I think it's more entertaining when you watch it with a bunch of people. Yeah. I think it should be like the room. I think it should I, be yeah, celebrated as like a piece of shit that you I make agree. fun of with other people. I, and I and like I just got done with a podcast where we talked about Deuce Bigelow and they asked me the same question. You know, should you watch this film? Should you encourage others? I was like, no, it's a bad film. But this film, I'd be like, get five people in a room who've mm-hmm. never seen it before and yeah, watch their reactions. Yeah. It's, I, it, oh my God. I wish I watched it with Clayton. You should have videotaped it. It was great. Uh, I should have. It was great. If I, I think I'm going to wait like another year when I can handle it again and then introduce it into one of my friends' lives. Um, I'm hoping my friend will embrace it for the work that it is and not be like, are you okay? Yeah. Like, do you actually like this movie? And I'll be like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should have a knock-knock party. A knock-knock party. But everyone has to do their makeup like Genesis. Like yes. an unclear smoky eye. Yes. Or you have to like wear a, w- a wig that looks like a bowl cut. Yeah, absolutely. There are going to be rules. Oh, this drinking is Drinking game. Oh, hell yeah. This is ripe with drinking games. A knock-knock party. A knock-knock party ripe with drinking games. Anytime daddy is said... You like, fucking bitches. You fucking bitches is said. That's pretty beautiful. Uh, yeah. The, there's so many simple rules. Like, anytime you see a picture of a family member or something like that, oh, there's yeah. so many I think I think we actually just gave the listeners their homework. Yep. So you're welcome, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you should create a hashtag or something and post it so that we can see them all. Yeah. Hashtag knock knock wasted. <laughs> I love it. I'm knock knock wasted right knock, now. Knock knock wasted. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Caleb. Thanks this for was fun. Me. Yeah, it was super fun. Hey, where can uh, my listeners find you and all your comedic stuff? So, um, well, I perform all around town. Uh, I'm on a Herald team at IO called Artemis, so that's super great. Uh, but my my occur- regular recurring show is Hitch Cocktails over at Annoyance, which is every Friday at 10 p.m. Um, and that's an improvised thriller in the style of Alfred Hitchcock uh, with drinking games. So it's Love it. drinking games. Um, yeah, so those are two major shows you can see me in the city. Um, other than that, you can find me on Twitter at Caleb Georges. That's it. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. And Thank guys, you. give me a follow if you haven't yet. <laughs> at Hannah A. Brown on Twitter and Instagram. And please don't forget to write a review for Brown and Unicorn if you haven't already. All right, thanks. Thank you. See you next week, guys. Bye.